listening to the Success Leaves Clues podcast, where we're having conversations with regular people doing outstanding and legacy-changing things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. If you're looking for the blueprint to help you make less mistakes on your journey to freedom and ultimate purpose, then this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Dr. K. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're back, and this time I got somebody special all the way uh, from Atlanta. You're in Atlanta, right? Absolutely. Man, I was about to go hard with the Atlanta intro, and then I, I was like, I wanted to make sure. But I got my man Brandon, better known as Bam. Um, y'all know him on the internet, and I'm really proud to have his brother on today because he gives back to people in a special way, man. You always find a way to... Um, Give back to the culture, give back to people, teach people how to how to make money, and you're willing to share the way that you found. So go ahead and introduce yourself uh, for everybody. Yeah, man. So my name is um, Bam. Uh, you know, I'm a major, I'm a big, big time voice in the Amazon industry and in the e-commerce industry. So my nickname right now on the internet is Bamazon from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I've been in e-commerce since 2008, and you know, just like he said. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to keep all the knowledge for myself. You know, I put out as much information as possible, support as many other brands as possible, you know, and I, you know, I'm in it to win it for you, not just for myself, but any other small business, small black business that uh, is doing pretty, you know, doing pretty solid. So that's, that's me for the most part. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, you always got high energy, man. And it's um, it impresses me a lot because it's hard to stay motivated in life. I, I don't care if you got a job. I don't care if you uh, are talking about a relationship, you know, raising your kids and your family, um, even entrepreneurship. People get beat down, man. And it's hard to stay motivated, start to, hard to stay energized. Yeah. And, and you do that day in and day out. How do you do that? Man? Different ways. So, um, so, like, for instance, right now I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in one of the most... Balling part of the city. I'm in Buckhead. So I'm always humbled because as great as I'm doing, I'm always able to go outside and see someone that has, you know, 10 times as much experience as I have or or is that the third. Then also just being in the community. So um I'm in a community. Um my brother David Shans, he uh he's a he has a community, um, pretty much like a book club, and um, you know, it's a it's a bunch of us entrepreneurs and they get together every morning. I'm not I'm not necessarily there every single morning. But I'm always tapped into the community or whatever. So it's just like being in the community, you find accountability partners, you know, people that, you know, um, I'm always surrounded by people that are doing great. And they always ask you how you're doing. And if I, you know, if I hesitate in any shape, form, or fashion, they're always willing to provide a lending hand and help. So so just two things, man, being involved in a community where I have some sort of accountability and just kind of being in an atmosphere where I see so much that I'm inspired on a day-to-day basis, you know. Yeah, it's important when you talk about community. So the community, you, you have basically two communities, right? right? So you have a community that you're in of entrepreneurs yeah. that helps, you know, grow, develop, and mentor you. That's how you feed yourself. Yeah. But then you also got a community on the other side, and you're providing that same stuff to them. Yeah. Why is it important 
uh, for, for those two types of communities. All right. So like the best thing to learn is the, the best way to learn is to teach. So it's like if you if you mm -hmm. learn some information and you know you 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 know you you teach that information to whether it's one person or to your entire audience, that's one of the best forms of actually learning, you know, for for the most part. And you know, basically it's just like duplicating the blueprint. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's gonna be at least, you know, at least 80, 90% all on you. But that 10, 20% of accountability does help along the way. So if it works for me, um, I understand that it will work for the next person. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like, it's like not, you know, I don't want to be the only free slave, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if I get free, mm -hmm. I found a way to free myself, you know, I can pull a Harriet Tubman, I will, you know, I will, you know, like, because at the end of the day, it's not all about me. And, it, you know, don't, helping somebody else is only going to help me at the end of the day, you know what I mean? And it helps with, and everything just helps with networking. You know, if I'm involved in the community, you know, I'm always actively, I always actively have a strong network, you know, where even if I'm back the way, I can tap into this community and that's going to still be there and vice versa. You know, even the people I pour into, you know, I never know uh, what, what that person has to offer. Just because I'm training them on something doesn't mean that they don't have anything to offer as well. So, so it just helps out organically overall, just being, you know, just being always in position to win and find new opportunities for the most part. Yeah. You talk about, um, you know, freeing people and, we talk about like Harriet Tubman, right? And I remember a line, you know, from Harriet Tubman that she would have freed more people if they knew they were slaves. Right. And I think that's that's kind of a struggle um, a lot of times that <laughs> you, you try to help people and they don't know that they need the help or they, they complain about their current circumstance or situation. Yeah. But they don't really realize uh, that you have the answer to that, uh, you know, to yeah. that issue. You have the solution. Yeah. Nah, facts. Um, not exactly, man. Uh, for the most part, like um, I've seen a lot of people, like a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? You could, you can, got, you could kind of put blueprint in front of them. Like work hard, but work hard, but know what you're working on. Be conscious of what you're working on and of whatever you know the direction you're going in. But I see a lot of people, man. They just be complaining about the, the small things, like um, like you know, if I tell someone I get five hours of sleep. My body naturally doesn't really want to sleep too much longer than four or five hours at a time. Outside of that, maybe I could do a cat nap. But some people look and say, I got to get my eight hours of sleep. And I'm not knocking that, you know, because ideally you want to. But at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you need just enough. Sometimes you need just enough. And it doesn't have to be forever either. Or, you know, like somebody might um, somebody might want to uh, get in the weight room and they say, I'm not. I'm not like they might just use work as an excuse. I'm, I'm not going to. I can't do that. I can't do that. I got kids. You know, people always make excuses up. And it's like, well, sh do you do you want the results? Here? You want to keep complaining, you know, at the end of the day. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, most people don't even know that they're slave to their own habits, their own routines and their own, you know, the, their own tasks. And they don't understand. Well, yeah, they, you know, or their own vices. And, they, you know, they don't even understand. Like some people can't give up you know, things like marijuana or whatever drug, alcohol, you know, I got to have me a drink every Friday or I got to go out every Friday, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or I got, you know, we got to eat fast food or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, so, yeah. How do you, how do you keep yourself disciplined? Because everybody has something, right? And, um, you know, they say um, excuses are like, you know, buttholes and everybody. <laughs> so it's, it, it, some, some, sometimes they try to act like when they're coming up with these excuses, they act like it's only them. Yeah. But you got these same issues. I got these same issues. Right. So how do you overcome those 
when you're done with them? Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, um, I just, I just continuously focus on, um, I do a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of motivational things. So one of the things I do, well, one of the things I, I put it on is my habits, just my overall habits, my overall routine. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm feeling off or if I have an off week, it's a chink in my chain. Like a, it's something off in my routine that I'm not doing. Like maybe I'm sleeping in too late or, you know, maybe I'm consuming, you know, fried foods too often during that week or what have you. But it's all about routine for me. And part of my routine is when I wake up, I listen to, um, like I, I got YouTube. My YouTube is like, it, it's programmed like the, on my search or whatever. Every single morning it's like motivational uh motivational um video whether it's steve harvey normally steve harvey td jakes or some one of those guys but they they talk a lot about sacrifice and things of that nature and it's like it's drilled in my head every single day sacrifice this work hard for that get great at that and it's like when you hear it every single day like it's part of my routine and then not to mention i you know i'm a big gym rat as well i go to the gym a lot and part of that is just the half of it is a physical but the other half is like mental focus or whatever so Basically, man, my routine and the part I, I got healthy. I have healthy habits within my routines to where, like, you know, it kind of guide me. You know, and, and and most of my routine is most of my routine is controlled in the morning time. Like in the daytime, to be honest with you, I can't really control my day. I don't know who's going to call me. I don't know. I, you yeah. know, I might get tired throughout the day, but I, I I know at the best I can control the morning. And you know, I throw in some. You know, the first one of the first thing I listen to before hip hop. You know, I it's always a motivational speech. It might be Jim Rohn. It could be it could be something from Kevin Hart. You know what I'm saying? But mainly the two people I see a lot is uh, Bishop T. D. Jakes and uh, Steve Harvey, and they talk a lot about yeah. things like habits. You know what I'm saying? As far as like or just not doing, you know, sacrifice. Honestly, mm-hmm. so like I mean, I know the average person not listening to this type of stuff on a day to day basis, but I mean they should. You know, that's a, that's one of the reasons I wrote my book. Actually, I wrote a book called Navigate the Great. Your GPS is success. And it's kind of like uh pretty much is all of the self-help books I read all in one as like a I guess you can call it a get out the hood guide or get you know get get to it guy, you know, and it's like, you know, and I made it, you know, and if you've ever read some of these books, it's pretty funny. Like the first the first uh section of the book is called Think and Grow Lit. So I got principles, mm. you know, think I got principles from yep. Think and Grow Rich in that book or um, or like Rich Dad Poor Dad. I got a segment called Rich Uncle Poor Uncle. You know what I mean? So, you know, so like anybody that's read any of those books, they will relate to it. And it's a little humorous if you understand the titles of these other books. Yeah. 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 So, so um I, I was I was catching the uh the references because I've I've read all those books, right? Yeah. So I, I do a lot of that. Same thing as you, motivational. Um I'm I'm a part of the same community, you know, in the morning, uh every day. Uh, so I read these books and all that stuff, but I realize you did a good thing with your book because sometimes it's not relatable. Yeah. Right. These books, they can grow rich. It's, it's, it's wordy. It's complex. Yeah. And you have to really be, um, willing to dig into that, that information, but you made it relatable to people who are everyday people who can uh, digest that better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like even rich uncle, poor uncle at the end of the day. I mean, I had a dad growing up where a lot of my a lot of my friends didn't grow up with their dads. Or even if you had a dad, it'll be your uncle that's balling. You know, the dad played it safe, but the uncle balling. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's yeah. like, yeah. you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's like, 
you know, even that part is relatable. You know what I'm saying? Is at the end of the day, I can't, it can't say rich dad, poor dad, but I still wanted to draw from those concepts. And, you know, so people can get it. You know, at the end of the day, people can get it. And it's not a long book either. It's only 100 pages. Um, but it got, yeah. but I got some of the main principles that I drew from these books. And, you know, I just put it, put it there, uh, put it in my book. Yeah, I'll be sure to, um, to take a link, put it in the uh, description, right, for the show. Uh, make sure everybody gets a chance to to check the book out. Absolutely, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess, but I already know where the book's at. What, where's the book at? It's on Amazon, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Amazon. Of course. Man. You can download the Kindle version. It's on Amazon as well. Yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of Amazon, how did you – So, so it's already – um amazing to be an author right for for you to come you know from where you come from against the odds and, and things like that yeah. and and be able to write a book and become an author but not only that but you have uh become an entrepreneur and a success a really successful entrepreneur Appreciate it, man. so it's it, it's even further ahead of the game but why amazon man um you mean as far as like uh why did i release the book or why did, why am i the platform in general as far as why do i sell on on there in general no, no, no. So I was saying, I was saying, congratulations on the book. Yeah. But I was saying, why, why did you start entrepreneurship in Amazon? Um, it just seems, it seems strange to me. I know you can make money on there, but I look at it as I'm a consumer, right? So yeah, I, I, I buy stuff from Amazon all, almost every day. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the reason. But I never look at it as a way to make money. Yeah. Well, I, so, so like you know, I was just all right. So I've always been a type, of, a salesman type. I ain't played sports growing up. <laughs> Well, I play outside, but I wouldn't be like adequate enough to be on the team or whatnot. So I wasn't a musician. So like um, so entrepreneurship was always my thing. Like when I was like eight years old, I used to like collect cans and you know, if I saw like the neighbor had like a piece of metal in the yard, um, because my dad was in construction, so he used to go to these construction places and do that. So I was just like, you know, let me collect some cans and stuff. And then when I got to middle school, I was like the dude that sold candy and, you know, eventually a few other things. So it's just like, I was always the type to like sell. Like I was always the type to, to have something for sale, you know, cause I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah. I was never great at getting jobs either, you know, at the end of the day. And then once I was able to find myself in a position to make money, I was just like, you know, forget a job anyway. So it's like, um, when I was in college, you know, like, you know, the, the older you get, some of these hustles that you had, like I, when I was in college, I wasn't able to push a lawnmower or, or, you know, selling, mm -hmm. selling snacks was okay, but, but only, but not, but, but not until you realize that you need a little more money to be grown. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. so I eventually like, um, I started selling on eBay back in college, back in 2008. Um, I started selling on eBay. So I had a buddy of mine, still, still a buddy of mine to this day. He, um, I don't know where he got the watch from, but I think he, um, I don't know where he got the watch from, but I think I just know, like, um, I don't know if someone in his family or I, I'm not sure, but he wanted to sell a watch and he didn't want to, he didn't want to sell it through the pawn shop because the pawn shop gave you peanuts. So like, I always wanted hmm. to get on eBay, but he might've mentioned it and I was just like, let's create an account. And then, um. I didn't even know he we didn't even know how much how valuable the watch was. You know, it was like one of those watches, like it was, it was like, it was, it was like um, it was real, it was like real antique. So we had to wipe it up and everything. And like I'm looking, yeah. I listen to watch, 
and I see the, the watch bid all the way up to like twenty thousand. It didn't get bought. It didn't get bought at twenty thousand. We had to re we had to relist it. It sold for like thirteen thousand, but but it was it bid all the way up to twenty thousand. And I'm seeing all these people coming. They asking questions, and you know, just me. I'm from College Park, Georgia, so it's like this to to even. You are, you're more likely to approach your own kind when you got something for sale as opposed to, you know, someone of a different race or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, you know, I might yeah. I could be a kid, as a matter of fact, selling candy in the parking lot, selling my own people that support you. But you go to another side of town, they might re- report report you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like. Uh, yeah. So like um, I was just impressed. I was like, dang, like uh, people from anywhere. They don't care about me. They just care about the pictures and the words and make mm. serial numbers. So I was like, so I, so that was the first thing we sold. My friend gave me like 10%. eBay took like 15%. He got some money mm. and I think he had to split the money with his brother or something like that. Okay. But I was just like, dang, you know what I'm saying? And um, so I took the little money I had and I started buying people's like sneakers, like when people just didn't want to wear their sneakers anymore. Or I, I, I yeah. label it as a closet clean. And like, you know, any clothes and shoes they didn't want to wear no more, I would I would either I would buy the stuff I thought was cool and um sell it on eBay. And eventually people are like the stuff I wasn't comfortable with buying that I they'll consign it to me. And I did like a consignment type of thing. Uh then we did the textbooks. I noticed after the first semester, um people would like line up to sell like the, the textbooks back to the bookstore and i yeah from college yeah and i never yeah. bought books from the bookstore i would always buy like the previous year edition on e- on ebay you know what i'm saying at that point yeah. or, or amazon so like i started doing that as well and um you know like you know eventually i graduated and stuff but by the time i graduated i was used to selling stuff on ebay and like craigslist and things of that nature so like um as far as amazon um, like eBay. All right. So Amazon became more popular as far as like, cause back then you go and sell or buy or sell books, but they became more and more popular to the point where they're the number one retailer now. So it's kind of like saying, yeah. it's kind of like saying, do you want to own a Walmart store? I'm not saying like I have as much inventory as a Walmart store, but, but just pretend like you got like a Walmart kiosk that you can put in the mall or something yeah. like that. And it's kind of like that, like when it comes down to having an Amazon store. So, um eBay the trust the trust kind of declined just after so many people selling counterfeits on eBay. So eBay's still a good platform, but Amazon is more like it's easy to run a business through Amazon because like for, for one, they got an Amazon FBA, you know what I'm saying? So that's basically yeah. when you ship the items directly to their warehouses and they distribute it for you. That's pretty good because if I want to, I can just like literally buy say I want to go on vacation for two weeks. I can literally get rid of all my merchant. I can literally get rid of everything on hand that I have on Amazon, uh, for M- or for any other platform that I'm selling merchandise on. If I just say, um, if I'm selling everything through Amazon, and I ship all the inventory through Amazon. I don't have to worry about being home shipping the items and things of that nature. And so it's basically wow. Amazon is the best platform when it comes down to scaling. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the marketplace is the best marketplace. It's the best market. It's like a search engine at this point. Like Amazon is like a search engine. So, out of all the different platforms, it's like the it's it's like the number one. It's like number one global retailer. Period. You know what I mean? So, the customers are there. Yeah. So you you've been doing this a long time. So when you talk about going all the way back to eBay and and making money and how you found different opportunities, doing the consignment and all of this stuff, 
it's not like this is a, a overnight success for you. You might be you might be Bamazon now, but you've been in the makes for a long time. You've been working, you've been putting in the work, getting the education, testing the market, testing products. Yeah. It, um, a lot goes into the business. And so even before eBay, like I was like, I would buy merchandise from people as long as like I can, as long as it wasn't reported stolen locally, I would buy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Like people would like would have TVs and they wouldn't want to give it to the pawn shop, but I was I would buy it from them and I would go to like a barber shop and you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like if I knew somebody had like a little black business or something like that or what have you, I do, you know, or it cost part we had, would you have a, a discount mall? So like I would just go yeah. up to the discount mall and you know, just walk around with it, you know, and you know, maybe go buy a phone case just to make it seem like I ain't loitering. And people will buy it, you know what I'm saying? As long as they can make sure it worked. Like, so, so you just kind of, you know, but that was more difficult because I didn't have a car back then. And, you know, he was, so when I, that's, yeah. So, yeah, going back to what you're saying, I understand. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Ben, how, how do you find out if um, the products or the goods you're getting are stolen? Because I bought stolen goods, you know, back in the day, but I didn't really care as long as, I ain't asked nobody. I don't. I I can assume it was stolen, but I didn't ever ask, so I don't care. Well, well the thing so how did you find what out? What I mean is, if I couldn't, if I couldn't see, like, so I couldn't see if it was stolen. So, like, basically, um, it was a website back then. And it was basically just like in your area, like my area is reported stolen. It, I can't remember the okay. website, but um, but it would only like I say, like I'm I'm kind of the same way. So it's like if it had a serial number, a specific serial number. It was able to be verified, but some items don't have serial numbers at the end of the day, as you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't know, but you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if it felt hot, what I'm saying is if it felt hot, I wouldn't do mm -hmm. it. If it felt like it was like this obviously stolen, like I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But if it just like you got like a like a like back then I want to say it was a um iPod or yeah, the mm -hmm. iPods, you know what I'm saying. Like back then, yeah. those were very popular. Like you know, or like you know, phones. Like you know, like you know, like cell phones or whatever. But um, yeah, if it felt stolen, I wouldn't do it. Or if it was like a t television, um, I would know if it's stolen. Um, I had a friend, so I had a friend that worked at a pawn shop, and um, sometimes it was, I would either go through this website or I would call them to tell them to run the serial numbers, and I just kind of stalled the sale. You know what I mean? I tell, like if the person told me they had like the TV for sale, I would tell them to tell me the serial numbers and I'd get back to them. And you know, if the if the pawn shop types it in and doesn't say stolen, or if I, the website I was using at the time do, didn't say it was stolen, then I would I would buy it. You know, for little, yeah. for normally little or nothing, and sell it for a little something. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I like that, man. You said at um. As long as it didn't feel stolen, yeah, and I like that because sometimes uh, business is about is about instinct, yeah. It's about knowing the right right moves to make, the right connections, the right partnerships, and everything's not going to be 
perfect. Everything's not going to be laid out for you, but sometimes you got to be able to follow follow that gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, exactly. Yeah, you got to be like, especially like, you, you got to be like that for the most part, you know, for, for your business safety or your personal safety, for that matter. Yeah. So what, what's some of the stuff on Amazon? I'm new. I, I want to start an Amazon store, but there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of regulations. What, what type of things do I want to look out for? Um. Well, you want to learn as much as you can just to kind of get a feel for how to create an account, things of that nature. But um, as far as um, as far as what to look out for, that's why it's important to, to uh, that's why it's important to either buy a course or like listen listen to YouTube for hours because they have a lot of different tools that you can use. Um, so for number one, one of the biggest barriers when you first open an Amazon account is most of the items that you would want to sell, <clears throat> you're not approved to sell those items. So you have to learn how to get unrestricted or ungated to sell those particular mm-hmm. items. And then on top of that, you got to understand that some brands are more strict when it comes down to protecting their uh, their distribution online. Meaning, like if uh, like some items, Amazon might say that you're allowed to sell this particular brand, but if you sell that particular brand, they, that particular brand has people that are um, basically auditing the the marketplace. So if you're someone, okay. if you're someone that doesn't buy directly from them, they might not want you to sell that particular item. You know, um, so they have different softwares. It kind of give you a thumbs up if if this particular brand has had those issues like um like IP alerts, inf- information protection alerts, things of that nature. Um, yeah. And um, also, you want to I say you want to join some type of community like um well well just be a part of the the community. The Amazon community is pretty friendly. The reseller community is pretty friendly. Uh, meaning it's like 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 for instance, if you're in the credit repair industry, you might not want to link with too many other financial services people. If you're a real estate agent, yeah. you might not want to just be, you might not want to link with too many other real estate professionals because you'll think at the end of the day they can do what I do. But for the most part, yeah. the Amazon sellers or the, the resellers in general, they're pretty cool. So if you start, like if you start uh following content relevant to you know Amazon sellers or you start posting every blue moon, you kind of get involved in the the Amazon ecosystem online and like those people are very supportive. So you want to either join a community or just kind of want to be a part of the open, the open bar, you know, should I say of Amazon sellers? Cause they're pretty friendly and they love giving advice and telling you what not to do and what to do for the most part. I learned a lot of stuff just from networking on Instagram, let alone like, like YouTube was good as far as like consuming a lot of content. Cause like, even when I tried Amazon for the first time, like it was, I failed, you know what I mean? Like I, uh, I bought some stuff. And the stuff wasn't good sellers, and it was like I was gonna make less money than I bought it for. And um, it just like honestly just kept looking at YouTube videos and joining communities. And you know, eventually I got pretty good at Amazon. You know what I'm saying? I was able to take everything from the other websites and translate it over to the Amazon uh, business model. A real good thing you talk about and you're bringing it back up is community, man. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, somebody can, they, they can read a book, they can go on, on YouTube and watch hours and hours and, and, and of different videos. But then, you know what? They got to weed through and try to find out um, what's fake, what's real, yeah. what's the best route. And that's why it's valuable to get involved 
or get associated with a coach or a mentor because they bridge they bridge that gap and they put you um you know on the fast track so to speak you know what I mean? yeah and um that, that's why i've always gone that route myself you know just you know i i, I pay for the education but it saved myself in time because you're gonna pay with time or money yeah and i mean i mean been doing it do, do it the hard way you're gonna you're gonna spend both like you're gonna spend as much <laughs> as much money as you could spend on that course so my program's called the resellers boot camp um yeah. you can access it it's link in my bio um or you can go to resellersbootcamp.com and i pretty much teach that but I know you'll eventually like spend more money failing on inventory and go spend more time if you don't buy a course. You know what I'm saying? And I understand some people charge an arm and leg. Like some people love to charge 10 grand, 55 grand for mentorships. And I'm, I'm not yeah. knocking it, but at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, um, honestly, I don't, I never see the value. Like as much as when people tell you there's a value in doing that, I never see, I never see the value between. Or the difference between paying ten thousand and the same thing you pay for, we get a hundred, we spend a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Like I never see the difference. In fact, you know I'm just gonna be that much more disappointed because at the end of the day, somebody a go getter, they can really take the right free information and execute. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but for the most part, it's just like yeah, like every time I've seen someone charge those types of numbers, it's like they're just good at selling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get it sometimes. Like you, sometimes you can get in a better room. But sometimes you just gotta appreciate the room that that opened the door for you that you didn't have to pay for. You know what I'm trying to say? Like me, yeah. Like me and you, cool. Like, uh, like I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I think I got your information. I think Andrea recommended me to, uh, yeah. And she helped me write my book. Actually, she recommended me somewhere, somebody else too. But I'm not gonna say her name. I tell you off camera. And um, she was like, um. And she was like, um, you should you should join, you should see about her podcast as well because it has your audience. I was like, cool. So she sent me a link. The link was like a $25 consultation fee to see if I was a fit for the, the podcast. So I mean, yeah. for me, I know I'm at the end of the day, I get it, you know what I'm saying? But the way it's phrased, it just kind of looked like a, a, a little way to get a quick dollar. Honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at the yeah. end of the day, you screening like um uh, if I put it this way, million dollars worth of game was charging ten thousand dollars like a year ago for people that wanted to, you know what I'm saying? So at the end yep. of the day, you know when you're at the point where you it's time to monetize, you know what I'm saying? So I hit her up, it was like, you know, it's a dub five for the consultation. Not that the dub five is a lot for me, but it's just it's a red flag number one. So she was like, you know, she you know, you know, she was like, Well, it's probably just to kind of weed out the naysayers and I get it. I'm not knocking it. And I was like, cool. She was like, you know, she was even offering to give me a, a money back guarantee if it didn't work out. I don't want your money. You know, at the end of the day, like that's not that ain't what it's about. So we had yeah. we had a consultation today at twelve o'clock, or it was like yesterday or today, something like that. So, um, she was like, you know, asked me what I do, and she was just like, uh, well, you know, I've already interviewed someone that's in the e-commerce space this um, this season. You know what I'm saying? Um, she was just like, uh, so at the moment. For this season, it doesn't um fit, but I want you to revisit this conversation in seven months. Oh yeah, it's gonna be three hundred dollars for the uh, for the interview. That's how much I charge. And I was just like, for me to even humble myself to crawl back after this twenty five dollar insult. Now you charge three hundred, yeah. and I wasn't good enough for this season. As if things can't be pre recorded or whatnot. 
Right. Who the hell, you know what I'm saying? Who you think you are? At the end of the day, I got a podcast too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do some good things too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I get you doing your thing, but it's just like, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not knocking it still, but it's like, I'm not, like, I'm more so in making sure I get what I deserve. Like, at the end of the day, when it's time to get paid, you know when to get paid, you know what I'm saying? And you yep. know what I'm saying? And it's just like, at the end of the day, like, I just believe in making sure people get more than what they paid for when it comes down to it. I just like, it helps me sleep at night. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't want to be out here scamming people one day and, you know, you look up and somebody really needed their money. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you looking at it like, so like, yeah, you know, just, you know, I feel like, and I feel like we're doing it for the community if we, Putting things out, that boom, get access to. Look, I'm glad I'm glad you said it because that's that's exactly where I was about to go with it. Me and you, we got the same, we got the same exact focus and goal. And a lot of stuff you're doing, like we we talked about earlier on, the the two communities, right? You got a community that you're getting fed from and, and pulling from, and then you're giving back to this community. Yeah. And that's the focus of my podcast is to is to have people on like you because I want to spread that message that look there's somebody out there that's looking for an opportunity they're looking for a way out they're looking for additional income and how can they get that they don't know that they can sell on Amazon and, yeah. and, and make a ton of money exactly so this is this is the reason I'm doing this is so that people can see these opportunities yeah not exactly and that's what it's all about you know what I'm saying like even on any platform I do it like it seems like a lot of people moving toward the dating thing and you know how to how to make a woman fall in love or have him get a man to spend all his money. And I just be like, man, I get it. It's cool. It's funny. But how's that really going to help to help somebody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How's it really going to help somebody? So, yeah, I mean, and yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, my thing is, I just like to expose different ways people make money, you know? So like, so like I talk Amazon a lot, but, but when it comes down to it, like, uh, I also want to want people to see these other ways to make money. Cause it might not be for you, you know, like, Cause like I'm used to buying things, selling things. Some some people might be better at Airbnb business or something like that. You know what I'm trying to say? So, but just highlighting different ways people make money and showing them that you can be cool. Like you don't have to be like you know. Growing up, it was like either you were a square drug dealer or entertainer. Now it's kind of like you can be kind of in between. Like you don't have to be a drug dealer, but you don't have to be a square to be a good person and be out here yep. making this money. And you don't have to. You know, like wearing a uniform into a job you hate every morning and every day sucks. You don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's other ways to, you know, or, or there might be a lady out there. She might feel like the only way to make some money is by selling her body. Like a, a, a girl that I know from back in the day hit me up the other day. So she, she started the morning off. It's like a Facebook thing. She was like, I want to buy your book, but you got to sign it for me. I'm like, cool. Later on that day, she said, I got $60. And um, but I need two hundred by tomorrow. What should I do? I I can't even answer that question. You know what I'm saying, honestly. But <laughs> but just me knowing her, yeah. I know that in the past she's not had too much issues using what she got to get what she want. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. I'm only on the Zoom because I see only fans in your bio. You know what I'm trying to say? I can't what you yeah. do on it because I'm not a subscriber. But at the end of the day. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that she was really thinking about. Or she probably yep. was trying to figure out, was I trying to go that route? Because I don't, how would I know how to turn $60 into $200? I'm past that. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm, yep. I would definitely tell you the wrong thing at this point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the only way, the only way to really yep. do that is the wrong thing. It's two ways to do it. You can flip that 
in the, in the, I don't know, or you can go pay a bar fee. It's either one or the other. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, fast money ain't, yeah, I usually get, it's not good. I, get, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and my response, I don't, I, I guess my response was a little harsh. I said, um, tell your baby's fathers, your baby's father, that y'all $140 short, you really need something. And she, I guess she took it as a, I don't, I ain't gonna say insult, but as like a, I was joking, I was like, I'm dead serious, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he ain't got $70 a piece for these little ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Man, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. So basically what I'm saying with that, going back to what I was saying is, for that single per- mama out there that just feel like the only thing she worth is what, what, what she got is, there's other ways to make money out here. You know what I'm saying? You just got to listen to your podcast, listen to, you know, listen to some of my content and, there's other ways out there, you know? Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we definitely want everybody to know and understand. And look, the two things I want people to check out is I'm going to have a link to uh, your, your coaching program. I'm also going to have a link to your book so okay. that people can at least, uh, you know, get their minds, you know, they, they got to change the way they're currently going at life, right? They got to start seeing something new, exposing themselves to something different. And then that way they can, uh, start seeing these opportunities and making a change. Yeah. So look, Bam, I got something I like to do on every episode. The name of the show is Success Leaves Clues Podcast. So I like to point out a couple of clues that I picked up uh, during our conversation, but I'm quite sure the audience is going to pick up on a few of their own things. Okay. Um, so one, uh, first and foremost, man, I want to point out the fact of um, of your integrity, man, and the way you said that that you go off of a feeling. Yeah. And if that feeling isn't right, whether somebody you're doing business with, somebody you're purchasing items from, the way you're going to sell that item to somebody else, yeah. you're, you're going to do it right, man. And and uh, everybody needs to take that into business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, my thing with that is I don't want to down the line get in any type of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. with anything. You know, I, I, I like to be able to look over my shoulder so like that's kind of where that come from. Just like like just making sure that making sure that I, I do as best as I can without you know because I don't want to have to owe nobody money and I don't want to get in no type of trouble down the line. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's where that come from. I know that's right. And then I got um uh the the, the way you feed yourself, right? So you got a daily routine. Yeah. And people got to under. I want people to take away from this that it, you you got to start putting the right things in. Everybody, you can't yeah. binge watch. Netflix, you know, all the time. You, you you can't just listen to all your favorite songs. Sometimes you got to take a moment, listen to something motivational, listen to some podcasts, yeah. read some books, and you got to put the right things uh, into your mind. Yeah. Not facts. Uh, yeah, routine is everything. Like, it's pretty, like, like it's kind of like my GPS, bro. Like, my God, like, um, anytime I'm having a bad week or bad month, I just look at my routine and say, you waking up late, you working out less. You eating more crazy foods, you you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. or you know, you you might have woke up, but you ain't cut no type of motivation thing on, or you ain't meditate, you ain't hit the sun of this, you know, you just you ain't take your vitamins, you know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day, yeah, like anytime I have a bad week, I'm doing one of those major things wrong. Like more more likely it's oversleeping though. It's normally lead from oversleeping, yeah. stem from that for the most part. Yeah, exactly. The body in motion tends to stay in motion. You got to get going. You can't just lounge around all day. Yeah. It, it causes depression too, but that's a whole nother, 
whole other conversation. Nah, nah, facts though. Like exactly, like uh, the days you like you kind of depressed. You don't move a lot, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like that's kind of one of the ways to shake it. Like man, go out there and run, get that sign up. Eventually, you'd be like, man, what was I tripping over? <laughs> exactly. Girl, a guy or a little money I lost. Well, you know, it's, it's all right. You know. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you, Bam. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for sharing. I want to remind everybody out there, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time. Absolutely, my brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Be sure to follow Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Washington or the podcast page at Success Leaves Clues podcast. We'll see you here next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.